Hello and welcome to We Never Met, the podcast where I have interesting stranger on every single week. Today I have Jake. Jake is one of the owners of Eagle Park Brewing and the chief creative officer. First of all, how long has Eagle Park been around? Like, how, when did it? When did the idea first come about? Because I know it started like brewing in their a parent's garage, right? Pretty much. Is that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what? Probably just about four years ago now. We okay. uh, all started home brewing together, and then that kind of progressed into starting of a business plan and sure. basically. By the time I hopped on with the other brothers, Max and Jackson, yeah. uh, they had been homebrewing for quite a bit at that point and had the ambition of starting a brewery. Okay. And I just was a, still a hobbyist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the loosest term. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as soon as I jumped on with them, the whole project kind of took off right away. Wow. So how long was it that you guys were in a stage of like homebrewing? Like how long were you doing that? Just that before it became like an actual business idea? It wasn't long. Really? Um, I mean, Jack had probably been brewing for the better part of a year before it actually turned into a recipe development for actually starting a brewery. Okay. How do you learn to do that? All online. Oh, really? Like most things nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, just go on Google. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. The knowledge base out there is huge nowadays for people wanting to get into it as a hobby. And there's so many people that are so passionate about it. Right. The lines between home brewer and commercial brewer have been blurred to a point that right. you can basically start a brewery as a home brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you guys got voted as what the second best new brewery in the nation. Yeah. By, by USA today. That's crazy. That was a, a surprise. That, <laughs> that is massive. Sure. Yeah. We oh. had no idea. I just got an email one day asking for uh, some like stock photos of the okay. tap room. I'm like, what are these Why? for? <laughs> yeah. Like didn't have any yeah. idea what the context was. And they're like, yeah, you've been nominated for, you're one of 20 nominees for this competition. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's national prize. And then you guys ended up getting second place. Did you get an award or anything for that? Like that you have in your tap room? Uh, no. No. <laughs> they didn't give they you make you buy the plaque. Oh, they do? Yes, they do. That's such a rip off, right? <laughs> they don't even give you it if you get like top three. Like yeah. just give me one. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the first, like the first beers that you guys created? Um, how were they like, were right off the bat, were you like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Or was it like, we got to work on this a little bit. Yeah. So that's a super interesting part about how Jackson, who's our head brewer got into the whole hobby of it was, um, most guys use, uh, like pre-made kits from the homebrew store. That's how I would do it. And yeah, it's a super easy way to get into it, but he was very adamant in that he wants to do it on his own sure. make his own recipes from scratch and yeah. surprisingly he did pretty darn well out of the gate <laughs> yeah um first beer he brewed was a beer we're actually still making now a little bit tweaked since then sure but uh huey lewis and the booze <laughs> nice it's a imperial brown ale with bourbon barrel aged coffee beans okay super interesting beer yeah because i know he or both the brothers they were musicians or still are yep um and they kind of like chose a path i guess you could say what they wanted to do more yeah yeah for sure um i think what it boils down to it, me myself included yeah is that we're all, all very right brain people mm. we like being creative and having right. an outlet for it and we just like making things that people can enjoy yeah whether it be music or beer right are you a musician as well uh used to play the drums oh nice but don't really practice anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of, you, you have other things to do at this point. That and 
depending on the living situation, your neighbors don't really like you. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. college you didn't really work a yeah. lot. Yeah. If you want to do that. Um, so with all this, like how did the initial phases of like development begin? So once you guys have started or decided to start a brewery, um, those initial stages, were you guys like focusing on like a couple beers that you really wanted to do well, or were you just like, let's release a bunch and see how people like them? Yeah. So that's definitely the thing that has changed most about our business model. Yeah. In the beginning, the idea was we were going to have four beers going to be very sessionable, easy to drink yeah. and appeal to a wide audience. And nowadays it's, we're making new beers all the time. Right. I think we're just broke like 140 recipes. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy not, amount of beer. <laughs> not, that amount, not, not that large of a time period either. Yeah. Yeah. So we're averaging, we're releasing what, two beers a week in cans. Wow. Um, we're looking at a week coming up here. Just the schedule works out this way. It's going to be like seven or eight beers. Wow. Yeah. And so when you guys initially opened, what was your first space? Was it cause we were talking briefly before, was it the component space, the space component is in now? Yeah. So originally it was just the room next door to their tap room. Okay. And that is actually where enlightened brewing started up. Yeah. We took it over from them. Okay. And then added on the tap room area. Yeah. And because Enlightened never had a tap room back then. Oh, okay. They just, they just sold the it there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, now Component uses the same square footage that we had. So what was the initial like reaction from the public? Like when you started releasing stuff, uh, was it kind of, because you guys are extremely, extremely popular. Like I I know you probably won't say that, but I'll say that for you. Because <laughs> like everybody I talk to is like, you, you know, I've been to Eagle Park several times and like, if you know it comes up like you got to go there like their beers are like great was it out of the gate like that or did it kind of take some time to it took a long time it did well relatively long, speaking. yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> out of the two and a half years it's been a bit <laughs> it's been yeah, it's been a while but yeah out of the gate um i think the reception was mixed depending on people's backgrounds sure um people who are involved in the beer community and are very passionate about that as their hobby sure um we got more skepticism from them because it's more of the, oh, great, another brewery. It's the traditional route, I guess, to go, if, right? Um, Going yeah. from home brewer to like straight up commercial. Is Not that, anymore. Not anymore. But I'm saying like for people in the brewing industry, is that um, the case? Yeah. It was, there was definitely some of that backlash. And then we also did what was called contract brewing out of the gate. Okay. So we basically gave our recipe to a larger brewery. Oh. So without paying for all this massive equipment out of the gate, right, we were able to make a ton of beer. Right. Cause how are you supposed to do that? Right. Unless yeah. you take a massive loan out or something like exactly. that to do it. And there is definitely a stigma to that. Sure. Because 10 years ago, that was basically a surefire way to make terrible beer. Okay. But now the quality of that process has grown so much. Why was it? Why was it a surefire way to make bad beer? Cause people just didn't care cause it wasn't theirs. I think that's kind yeah. of what it boiled down to. It'd be like, a grocery store chain saying, Hey, make us a beer. Okay. And you get this generic boilerplate. <laughs> sure, amber take this. Or whatever. Yeah. We made it. It's exactly. There. there you go. And now we worked with octopi brewing out of Wanaki. Okay. And it's a state of the art brewery and they have some of the most talented brewers in the country. Right. And they sat down with us, helped us develop these recipes at scale. Yeah. And it's, they pride themselves in being a very turnkey business that you can approach them knowing nothing about beer Yeah, and they'll build you a brand, everything. Right. We didn't do that necessarily, but it was nice to have that resource for sure. Yeah. And, and what I've like noticed from talking to people, not just in the brewery space or whatever, is that if you're passionate about something and you love to do it, there's not really one way to get to that end goal. You know for what sure. I mean? You know, so like 
you guys have like trample. You guys are very young too, relatively speaking. To yeah, own a business. in the industry for sure. Yeah, and to own a brewery too. So I'm sure there was stigma associated with that too. Was there? Uh, not too bad. No, not too bad. Um, we're definitely closer in age to our demographic. Yeah, I think. that's true. Or at least our demographic skews younger than most. Okay. Because of our age, maybe. Maybe, I don't know yeah. if there's a direct cause or, or just maybe like that. the marketing stuff that you're putting out is more yeah. relative to them Yep, because you're the same age. But, and that's what I wanted to talk to you too about like all your cans and stuff. Like it, I just love the design. Do you come up with those designs and like create those? So we'll come up with the concept for basically the name of the beer and what we want to be on the can. Sure. But then we uh, work with a pair of local artists and they basically come back 99% of the time and knock it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Without any critique. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazingly talented people. Yeah. Cause another thing about Eagle park, at least what I, what I've read about you guys is that like the story is very important, you know, like the story of Eagle park, how you guys came to be and like the story behind the beer, maybe even too. Um, do you feel like, you know, like where do you see this going? Like where do you see, um, Eagle park in like, I don't know, five, 10 years time. That's a really tough question. Yeah. I mean, like the, the rate you guys have grown now has been crazy. So yeah, to predict on what our growth pattern has been is impossible. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, people are already asking, are you building another space? I'm like, we've only been in this building for a year. <laughs> it's calmed so, down. Yeah. But we are brewing at capacity right now. We oh, can't yeah. make more beer. Yeah. Cause so didn't, I just saw Didn't you guys like buy like a massive new, um, one of those things called yeah we got two new fermenters a couple months ago that increased our total capacity by 60 percent oh wow we still can't make enough that's crazy though yeah that's good that's a good problem to have isn't it yeah it's a weird one though (laughs) it is weird because now we're maxed out on square footage for that space we can't do anything else right we wanted to (laughs) you guys are just like traveling men yeah you're gonna be in a new space in like another two years if that's the case yeah i mean we're happy right now yeah like it's good stability and I really like, you know, the environment in, in like the space that you guys have currently. Um, how was that like thought through that process? Cause once you got to a perm or more permanent location, I'm sure you thought about all that stuff, right? Um, less than you'd think. Oh really? <laughs> uh, this space was kind of handed to us from a prior brewery. Uh, so we didn't really change. We didn't knock out any walls. Sure. We just kind of, who was there before you guys? Like mine's brewing. I don't know. They were an all sour brewery. Okay. So Basically, all we did was cosmetic things in the taproom side of it. Okay. So new coat of paint, new bar top. Yeah. Redecorated the walls. Yeah. But then in the back was most of the work. Because okay. switching from a sour facility to a clean brewery is very different in what you need for equipment. Right. Yeah. What is, what is, um, you guys make sour beers too, right? Or do um, you? Not in the traditional sense. Okay. We make what are called kettle sours. Okay. It's basically a quick process to do what the other guys do that takes three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you gotta, you gotta meet demand. People are like really intensely demanding your beer. Um, and also I was going to ask like, what, what is like, there's a ton of different, as we spoke before, like breweries out there, you know, there's mm-hmm. a popping up every single day. So like from the beginning, what did you guys decide to do or maybe even not decide, but like subconsciously did that made you guys succeed? So like, high and other people just like pitter out after six months of trying this. So I would definitely attribute that to our willingness to adapt. Okay. Cause out of the gate, those four different beers that we made, yeah. it was hard to sell it. Yeah. Really hard to sell it oh, really? because you're just peddling the same product. Everyone oh, else is. Sure. And then we kind of noticed this 
uh, trend in the beer nerd community okay. of people wanting to trade for beers that they couldn't get in Milwaukee. Oh. They weren't made here. Yeah. These different styles. And we just kind of sat down and said, why can't we do this? Yeah. And sure enough, we were embraced by that super nerd fandom. <laughs> yeah. And then those people are kind of in their group of friends. They're that one person like, Oh, what brewery should we go to? Oh, definitely have to go to this one. And they all trust that person too. Exactly. Because, Cause they know what they're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And so do you guys still do that today then? Cause I mean, your app capacity of brewing how many different beers, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's still something you do. So at the, at the very beginning, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Like before you even started, before they started home brewing or whatever, were there like talks of this between you guys? Like where, before you even began this idea, like was, what, did you have a concept for that you wanted to be a brewer or like, is this completely different than what your life, what you thought your life would be like? Uh, I originally went to school for digital art. Oh, okay. So <laughs> a little different that I'm kind of using it. Yeah. I mean, bas- true. basically my education was everything from like video animation, okay, editing, um, photography. I was doing like physical computing. Okay. Like basically the education was giving you all the tools necessary, but also a very master of none <laughs> education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, now I apply a lot of that to what I do now. I was working in graphic design before the brewery. Okay. So, um, that was for my mother's printing company. Okay. So basically I have a ton of background in like packaging and sure. all that kind of stuff. And it's really helped out. But yeah, uh, Max and Jack were in the bar industry for pretty much their entire adult lives. Okay. And, uh, that's definitely helped us out a ton. Right. Just Cause half of this business is running a bar. Well, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people forget that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, focus on the beer and the retail part, but there you still, you know, you have a space where mm-hmm. you serve drinks and like people come, um, and have food as well, yes. which is very good by the way. Thank you. Um, so how, yeah, how did that menu develop too? Cause on the food side, I mean, was that something that came later? You're like, Oh, well we should serve food for sure then. Uh, it was kind of a product of the space that we moved into had a kitchen. Okay. Um, so we actually hadn't met our head chef in the Lincoln warehouse. He had a space he rented out next to the brewery oh. that he practiced with his band. And for our first six months there, we just knew him as the guy who played the drums really loud <laughs> next door. And, uh, he ended up coming into the tap room a couple times and he ran his own little side catering business Okay. apart from working at Bray's and, uh, did a couple pop-up events for us and then we had the opportunity to get into this new space and we extended the offer of hey do you want to be our head chef and he yeah. jumped at the opportunity yeah because i mean it's really good like the food is awesome i love your food too they're insanely uh, talented for yeah. making just like regular bar food <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's uh it feels like a higher class than than bar food you know, exactly for sure um so when you guys started off um and you landed with the name eagle park mm-hmm. where did that come from First it is a all. combination of the street names that the brothers grew up on. Okay. It was Eagle Trace and Deer Park. Okay. And and so like how did you develop the the branding around that name? Like what did you want it to look like and stuff? How did that come about? It was kind of a marriage of our love for rock music and the strong art uh style that is present in that scene. Yeah. Um combined with beer branding and it kind of came out into this weird amalgamation of just bold colors and yeah. this, the brand has developed a ton even in the past year. Oh really? Um, if you look at some of our older packaging, you can see it was very clean cut and wasn't as art driven. Sure. Um, and now we've kind of 
turn that on its head. Yeah. Uh, that was more of a product of we're selling all our beer in our tap room now and okay. not competing on shelf space. Sure. So your goal of portraying a message is very different. When people are at a brewery, they know where they're at. You don't right, need to exactly. have your brewery name an inch tall. Sure. Sure. So yeah, that's at least you hope you know where they're at. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> at least I hope they do. I mean, it depends how late in the night. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are we at right now? Um, but were you a major influence in that? Cause you are the chief creative officer, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a, the best applicable title I could find for myself. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of do everything cause we're a yeah. very small team, but uh, right. yeah, we all definitely had input and kind of started this original brand and now that we're all so busy. It's kind of become more of my baby. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I work very close with our designers at this point, just okay. because their background is in making awesome screen prints and yeah, they inspire me as much as I inspire them at this point. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cause how many people are on your team? Like on the Eagle park brewing team? Uh, it's the three of us, yeah. Max Jackson and I We're just under 30 people right now. Okay. Yeah. But like making that much product is, yeah, is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, and on the podcast I had Kyle Vetter who is yeah. uh, eight, uh, 1840 brewing, the owner of 1840 brewing. Um, and have you guys collabed with 1840 for anything? Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. So I know that collaboration cause uh, you know, talking to him is like a huge part of the beer industry these days. Yeah. It's a huge part of it. Um, so what have been some of your, like, at least the highlights for you as far as like collaborating with other breweries, has there been one that's been really fun for you? Honestly, they're all really fun because yeah. basically it's an excuse to sit around with like-minded people and share stories and realize you have the same day-to-day issues Yeah, and sharing secrets back and forth of like, oh, this is how you can save yourself an hour. Right. And that's awesome because yeah. the only way you learn is talking to other people. Right. Yeah. Did that help you grow too? Like doing those? Immensely. Like, yeah. Um, we, when we first started doing collabs, we definitely did it strategically in areas that we didn't have exposure. Sure. So, um, microphone brewing down North of Chicago. Yeah. We wanted to kind of foster this tourism, beer tourism that we were getting and did a collaboration with him. It got our name out down there. And now we have people driving up from Chicago to come pick up our beer on the weekends. Yeah. So it's calculated, but also very fun. Right. Yeah. Is that a really insane experience that people are coming from different states at this point now to, to get your beer? Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely didn't have ambitions of things happening this way. Yeah. And we're just kind of holding on for dear life and adapting <laughs> as fast as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see new people getting into craft beer because yeah. we, as a whole, we make styles of beer that are more approachable to people who don't like your typical lager. Sure. Um, they're heavily fruited or are culinary inspired. Sure. So the person who usually says, Oh yeah, I don't drink beer. Try this. Right. You got something. something and that opens them. up that doorway and then they try something else and right. soon they're drinking just like crazy sour beer and like, Oh, look how far we've come. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has, so when you guys started releasing, um, beers in your new facility, was there, uh, kind of that thing, uh, where there's people like lining up around the block to get your stuff and did that kind of happen as well? It didn't start that way. Yeah. But I think the word got out pretty quickly after yeah. we moved in the new spot that we were making these beers that people previously had to get UPS boxes and trade right. across the country for. Yeah. And 
now they didn't have to pay $20 in shipping and could just like go, go right hang there. out in line for half an hour and get some awesome beer. Yeah. How, how did that, like, did that change your business plan at all? Or like, um, immensely. Yeah. Cause now we're basically selling such a large amount of beer to individuals that we know they're trading it away much that they did in oh, reverse. Sure. So, I mean, we'll have guys come in and buy two cases of beer and then do that every other week. Oh, like you really? can't physically drink that much. <laughs> like I mean, you can, that. but yeah, you, you should. <laughs> yes. We don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's even gotten our name out further. Right. Is there a big, is that a big thing? Cause I've heard that before where people like they have like parties where not necessarily they get like wasted and stuff, but they like, they just trade pe- beers with people. Like, yeah. They'll do bottle shares. Yeah. Um, basically everyone brings a couple bottles of something cool they had in their basement and yeah. everyone gets little pours cause most of the time it's big, huge boozy stouts that right. if you opened a 22 ounce bottle by yourself, you're <laughs> kind of dedicated to the couch at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a cool way to try stuff for sure. What was, what do you think as far as like, did you guys do a lot of marketing when you guys first came out or anything like that? How did the word spread? Was it like really just organically people telling other people or did you do hundred percent organic? Really? Yeah. That's mind blowing though. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And we're still organic. We don't pay for any advertisement. Anything wow. Like that. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you've gotten this far. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, wow. That's, that's pretty, do you ever like sit back and think about like how it caused absolutely people just love it so much. There's a lot of things that I have no answer for. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Things are going well and I don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> just good. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing good. Um, you guys are doing a beer garden in New uh, Berlin, New Berlin. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, last year was the first year we did it and we, basically used it last year as a way to kind of push more beer sure and uh approach the city and they had been approached by a couple other breweries locally and basically our pitch to them was yes we're small but we all grew up in new berlin and it's kind of like a homecoming for us it only seems right yeah and they were super supportive and things got rolling right away and now this summer we doubled the amount of dates that we're doing okay so yeah, we had a great response from the community last year. It was really fun. Yeah. You see, so you guys all grew up in the same city. Did you guys know each other like from childhood? So we grew up in the same subdivision. Oh, really? I rode my bike past their house all the time, but I never knew them. Wow. They what? went to private school and I went to public, so we didn't really cross okay. paths sure. or go in the same circles. So yeah. And then I met Max after I got back from college. Okay. Where'd you go to school? LSU. Wow. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Little, uh. <laughs> adventure in the south for a few years (laughs) how did you like it there it was great yeah was it um because when i initially went to college i was i was kind of scared i went to bradley which is in illinois yeah um like four hours south and i didn't want to go to somewhere like super big because i was like nervous about it because what high school did you go to like uh Uh, new berlin eisenhower okay so it wasn't that big of a high school no and then you went to like a school of like what thirty thousand kids or something i think it's like 32 34 something like that. yeah was that how was that like culture shock what was it a big change for you yeah it was kind of crazy yeah the scale of that campus is absolutely insane i am i imagine did it change like who you were you think as a person those four years um yeah i think a lot of it had to do with just kind of getting out and going across the country right i was an only child growing up so i was kind of in that circle of sure. super tight with my family and yeah had my friend group and then just kind of picked up and left everything Wow. How'd your family react to that? Were they like sad that you are going? 
My mom took it pretty hard. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Especially huh. if you're only, yeah, only her kid. only baby. Yeah. When you were in college, was there any sort of experiments with like homebrewing or anything like that? Or when did that start for you? Um, I didn't get into homebrewing until I got back from college. Okay. And yeah, it wasn't, I hadn't homebrewed long before I met Max and Jack. Okay. kind of hopped in with them and then just kind of didn't have to buy any more equipment. We just yeah. all kind of did it together. And that helped out a lot because it is an expensive hobby. Yeah, I bet. What made you want to start specifically? Like, get into it. I just started getting really into craft beer. Okay. It just seemed like the next logical step. Yeah, because I looked into, like, making wine at home and stuff, you know? It's a really involved process. <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't do it. I'm like, this looks this looks really hard, actually. It's uh, harder than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to the store and get yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it this much, you know? Um. So, I guess, with, with, with your path... Um, that you guys kind of started as home brewers and, and now have a commercial brewery. Has that, have you seen that happen with any other breweries in, around the, yeah. even people that you met? Oh, it's very common. Oh, it is now. Um, I would say majority of people who open breweries now did not go to school for it. Wow. Yeah, cause I don't really know how you go to school for that. Like, is there a degree you can get in that? Yeah, there's, um, oh, there is. Siebel in Chicago as a brewing or fermentation science school oh wow that's pretty cool yeah it's a super involved course and then they end up sending you over to like germany for six months and you shadow over there wow it's really cool that does sound cool but it isn't necessary to make good beer right yeah it definitely irons out a lot of the stuff you have to learn along the way <laughs> yeah but so you skip it a couple steps yeah 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 what 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 has been your favorite beer that you made that you guys Ooh. made at eagle park I've been really into the, um, we've been doing super traditional lagers lately. Okay. It's kind of like the polar opposite of what we're known for. <laughs> yeah. And it's just what we tend to drink when like we're just sitting back having a beer. Yeah. Cause with all these super flavor forward beers that we are known for, it's hard to have more a couple than, of those. Yeah, yeah. More than one. Yeah. So it's rewarding in a lot of ways that it's going back to kind of like our German roots mm. and showing like prowess as a brewer it's a lot harder to make these light delicate beers right because there's nowhere to hide behind yeah when you screw something up you can't just like oh there's tons of other flavors <laughs> here's some strawberries yeah exactly here. yeah because a lot of our beer is like that right now i mean we're adding like hundreds and hundreds of pounds of fruit to these beers yeah and they drink like fruit juice yeah so where do the ideas for the recipes come from do you, is there like a collective brainstorm like oh yeah that would be good or nah. we have a really really big google uh spreadsheet oh really <laughs> basically so it we'll sit down like once or twice a month and okay. kind of do the next month's schedule and we'll fill it with beers that we people want to come back and then we'll have new ideas and that's on the spreadsheet i'll be out having a cool meal at a restaurant and combines these two flavors oh that might make a cool beer oh okay um or we'll see something another brewery did across the country and be like yeah this could work but we'll tweak this about it Cause I think that'll be cooler. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of how they happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we talked about sour beer a little bit. That's like a pretty big trend right now. It's I, growing for yeah. sure. Um, I can't, drink behind. I can't drink them. It's hard. Do you have a specific palate to drink sour beers? I didn't like them at first. Cause it, was, it, it is like, some of them are just like real intense. Oh yeah. It's almost hard to swallow it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like them for the better part of a year of just constantly trying them to mm. try and force myself to like them. <laughs> yeah. And finally I found one or two that kind of my palate understood. Sure. And that opened up the floodgates then. 
And then okay. I could keep getting more and more intense and complex with these flavor profiles. Yeah. And actually appreciate it. Yeah. Versus just tasting like acid. Yeah. <laughs> like you just drank a warhead or something yeah, exactly. like that. Um, yeah, that's probably what I have to do. But have you guys like traveled overseas and visited like different breweries and stuff? Haven't had time. I oh, would yeah. love to do it. Their brewing history is so much older. Yeah. And it's rooted in this tradition of we make a brewery might make two different types of beer mm-hmm. and that's all they do. Yeah. They've been making it the same way for hundreds of years. Yeah. And there's a beauty to that and that making a beer that well for so long and people love it. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Yeah. And now America is just like turning that on its head and like new beer all the time. <laughs> yeah. And new beer every week. Let's throw Twinkies in it. Why not? Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and now that culture is kind of bleeding into Europe now. Mm. And they're kind of imitating what's going on in America, but it's this weird balance of hyper traditional and the cutting edge. Yeah. Cause that is, that something that was like ev- a lot of people are making beer. So let's be different. Let's throw like some Twinkies in this and see what happens to get, you know, recognized. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of that. Yeah. Um, we got kind of crazy with it for a little <laughs> bit, but we've definitely reined it back in. Yeah. Cause but- I, I was wondering if like, being from you know the milwaukee area and brewing in milwaukee is there like an added layer of pressure that it has to be like i don't know because milwaukee's known for beer you know beer and cheese and um sausages you know everything that's bad for you but (laughs) um is there an added layer of like pressure that's like okay well if we start something here like it has to be good because of the area we're in i think the pressure comes in a different form more so that it is a town that was kind of built on lager beer, this mm. like pale yellow yeah. clear beer. Yeah. And that's what everyone kind of expects is beer. Yeah. And now craft beer is kind of changing that mold for the drinker. Sure. And people have a hard time getting out of their bubble, mm. which isn't a bad thing. Sure. It's a slow climb, but it is going in the right direction. When you guys like create like lighter beers and stuff like that, it can't be off by that much. I'm assuming right for that. Cause as you said, you can't like hide the stuff that you did wrong. Yeah. Um, so at this point, has it become so routine that you can kind of just like, no, that's going to be fine. You know, or that's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, definitely you get used to brewing certain styles and know what to expect and how to adapt. Yeah. But when you do try new things, like there's always that unknown. Right. And even beers we've brewed like 50 times. Yeah. Stuff can change because you're working with organic products. Sure. Yeast are living organisms. Sometimes a fermentation takes five days. Sometimes it takes eight. Yeah. And that throws off your schedule. Yeah. And you have to shift things around to make it work. And this has to go to this tank. Yeah. And it gets complicated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is a, what is a beer? Is, has there been beers that you guys have, have tried to brew that were like, wow, this is a huge mistake. Like we shouldn't have done this. Um, and then just kind of throw I don't know, had to throw it away or be like, no, let's not do this. We've definitely dumped beer. Yeah. Like don't let any brewer tell you they've never <laughs> dumped a beer. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really ventured too out there as far as crazy flavor components. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can go really, really bad if you start using like spices Mm. a little much or a little bit goes such a long way. Yeah. And you can completely ruin a batch of beer. Yeah. So we've kind of intentionally stayed away from a lot of that. Sure. Not that we don't like drinking those beers. Right. But it's a risk management. Right. Cause I was going to be like, is there an, is there a difference between 
the thought of something and then the actual execution of it you know like oh this would be a really good beer in concept but when you like actually created it you're like no it's not this is not oh, a yeah. good one <laughs> yeah this is not we shouldn't have gone down this road but oftentimes too we'll have an intent of doing one thing and there are so many points in the process of brewing a beer that yeah. you can take a complete turn and make a different beer entirely yeah which sometimes has created some of our most but, sought after beers right because how long does it take to on average i guess to create like a lager from like start to finish lager is roughly double the time it takes to make an ale wow so we're talking like a month wow versus 14 15 days for an ale wow that's a long time yeah yeah especially to be sit if you guys are at capacity for those to be like sitting in your tanks and yeah that's waiting. a huge problem we want to make lagers because we enjoy drinking them but right we could also make twice as much beer in that same amount of time if we just made what we usually make right so how do you manage that like how do you figure out what do you want to actually do um a lot of it has to do with balancing out what we offer in our tap room okay um we always try to provide a really well-rounded lineup so anyone who can come, comes into the tap room can find something they're going to enjoy yeah because how many beers do you have in your tap room we have 20 lines wow that's a lot or yeah. is it a lot i don't know oh uh, yeah yeah it's quite a few <laughs> it seems like a lot for a brewery, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we just opened up our outside bar and we have 16 lines out there. Wow. What's a collaboration you guys have coming up that you're excited about? Um, we just got one on the books with Toppling Goliath. Oh, where's that? Uh, they're in Decorah, Iowa. Okay. They're one of the biggest regional breweries in the country. Oh, wow. And we've been drinking their beer for years and kind of idolized them as this unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> this mecca. Yeah. Of like people we'd never meet. Like never right. even wish wish to meet them yeah and now yeah they're coming up to our brewery on like early july are you ner are you a little bit nervous because it's anymore it, okay like it's just i think you get over that hump yeah and just like it's all similarly minded people right no matter how big your brewery is like they're doing the same thing exactly. as we are just in a different area yeah yeah but yeah that's really cool though you get to meet some people that you idolize kind of yeah 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 so what kind of beers do they make down there uh, pretty similar to what we do. Okay. Um, obviously a little less adventurous cause they are much more mass market. Sure. But, um, yeah, heavy emphasis on hoppy beer, um, really bold stouts okay. that kind of stuff. Do you guys ever, um, do any collaborations with like really, I guess not really large, but like larger breweries, like, uh, I don't know, um, new Glarus or something like that. Would they, are they even open to that kind of stuff anymore? Or are they kind of too past the point of it? New Glarus is kind of its own animal. Yeah. They don't really need to talk to anyone else if they don't That's want to. Say. They're up there and when you have New a tap, Glarus. Yeah. When you have a tap line on almost every bar in the state, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. That's another thing that people uh, with New Glarus, at least they, people will come up here and be like, we have to buy it here, you know? Yeah. Because they don't weird, sell it anywhere else. Weirdly. It's become like, like a Wisconsin staple at this point. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that, uh, is that a, what, what type of beer is that? I think they classify it as like a farmhouse ale. Okay. But it is real light too. Yeah. Yeah. Farmhouse is like a weird descriptor that is so broad. You can taste two <laughs> different beers that are called farmhouse and they're yeah. nothing alike. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it is an amazing beer. Yeah. And I'm glad it's gotten the recognition it has. It's kind of put um, craft beer into the hands of a lot of people who usually wouldn't try it. Right. So it's done a lot of favors for what the approaching 8,000 breweries in this country. <laughs> yeah. So when you were growing up, you talked about, um, the brewery in Iowa, what kind of beer were you drinking? Was it just like, just uh, the, the terrible, like the Schlitz and stuff and I mean, and, and all that 
Yeah, I had a lot of that. And yeah. then um, down in Louisiana, the big craft brewery down there at the time was Abita. Okay. They actually distribute up here at this point. Okay. But that was kind of my introduction into craft beer back in college. Um, they had these bomber bottles in like the CVS cooler. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And fell in love with it. What was it about that beer that made you fall in love with it? You think it was just so different. Yeah. I was used to drinking <laughs> all that crappy beer yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was uh higher ABV, which is attractive in college. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Put more of that in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I fell in love with this new thing that wasn't popular with my demographic and it felt unique in its, in its experience. Yeah. Um, down there at the time it was very scarce so you had mm. to kind of find it in yeah. these weird bars and which makes it cooler kind of exactly yeah. yeah so it was all about the experience that yeah. kind of hooked me in yeah because i think a lot of at least from my experience starting to drink craft like beers in college and stuff a lot of it was the marketing like the not so much like the advertisement but like how the bottle looked and like you know what i mean like yeah, all that part. stuff was like well, that looks cool. So I'm going to try that, you right? know, um, did that come through with Eagle Park too, where it was like, you guys kind of wanted it to be like, these cans are more recognizable or, you know, something like that, even though they're not in retail stores, but just like in the hands of people. It's a very unique medium to kind of convey a message on for sure. Yeah. In the fact that like, there's no rules. I mean, there is legal restriction of what you have to have sure. on the label. Sure. But as long as it sells, you're doing something right. Yeah. And that's any product design, I guess. Right. But beer has this much looser expectation of what it should be. Right. Because there are so many breweries trying to stand out from one another. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely opened up the possibilities of what you can put on a can. Yeah. And it's fun coming up with an idea and not having the expectations tell you no. Right. You can't put that on there. Yeah. Cause it's almost like when you look at a, a beer can or like even like the glass, the design of glass. And I, I feel this way about like 1840 and Eagle park for sure. And like Hacienda too. It's like for, for it, you feel almost safer is the wrong word, but you feel like you're making a good decision. You know what I mean? When the marketing all makes sense. Yeah. Like, Oh, this looks really cool. If the beer is really bad, I might think it's still average because like the marketing was like, yeah, it's, this is pretty cool. It's a cool place to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perception's everything. Yeah. I mean, I've had some of the most amazing beer out of a can that I just hated the marketing on it. <laughs> You're like, oh man. Like it was handed to me. I would have never grabbed that off right. the shelf. Right. But I drank it and fell in love with that. What was inside. Yeah. And some people do look past what that marketing brings sure. to a product. Sure. And I get it. Like for us to have a creative background involved in our ownership group. Yeah. Most guys are just like hobbyists that came from their day job and yeah, like their closest experience to graphic design was like MS paint. Yeah. <laughs> and then they hire it out to someone else that yeah. doesn't know how to convey their story. Sure. Yeah. But I also, I, I think it's also attributing to the fact just talking to you right now, like you guys all care. You're not cutting corners. You're not like being like, Oh, let's just pump this out and just make a ton of money. And like, who cares what people think, you know, as long as we're selling bottles, <laughs> we're good to go. Like you, you care about what you're brewing. You care about uh, like your messaging and what you look like. Like it, it's all thought about. It matters. Oh, we are scrupulous down to the point that is unpractical, <laughs> right? We'll sit around arguing about the stupidest things for like an hour. 
Like, like just, what, for example? Oh, you name it. It's been argued about <laughs> when you're working with um, brothers. You're all creative individuals, too, I think. Yeah. So that's probably... And brothers just bicker it back and forth right. all the time. So right. that's always right. fun. But it's, they're brothers, so fun. Yeah, it's expected. It. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, the creative process is definitely very, very in-depth. Yeah. So are you, are you like the mediator for them sometimes? Like, do you have to be like, all right, guys. At times. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Cause you seem like the, you seem like a very level-headed guy. I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that's good. You know, and for sure, if you're owning a business, I feel like you need to. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But at the same time, you need a little bit of a fire sometimes. Oh yeah. And Max and Jack have that creative kind of, they're going to do it their way attitude sometimes. And yeah. that's great. Because yeah. it kind of gives us direction at times when we need it. Right. You can't just be lackadaisical all the time. Right. Because we, uh, we, this is our business, so we need to go some way. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean, decisions um, need to be made. Yeah. We got to do something. Um, so as far as like Eagle Park during the summer, you have the, the beer garden that you guys are doing. Obviously you're open. What are your hours as far as like the brewery? Um, during the week we open up at three. Three. And then uh, on the weekends we open up at 11. Okay. 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I went to p.m. Late night bar. <laughs> yeah, we're only open at night. Yes. It's the cool thing to do now. Um, and where can people find Eagle Park, like, online and things like that? Uh, social media, predominantly Facebook and uh, Instagram are our best outlets. Uh, we announce all our beer releases on there, mm-hmm. our events. Um, we're working on kind of getting our website up to snuff here. Yeah. That'll help out a lot. But yeah. for now, that's the best. Hey, you're working on the coding and yes. like designing right exactly. now <laughs> as we speak. Yes. Um, and that's Eagle Park Brewing Co. Is that what it is? Or Eagle Park Brewing Company dot Eagle Park Brewing Com- or Eagle Park Brewing dot com. Eagle yes. Park. Wow, that's a good. One. Yeah. And on uh, on socials, what is it? Uh, Eagle Park Brewing Company. Just search that. Okay. And they'll find it. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great.